On this episode of Innovation Ambassadors, we're showcasing the journey of Experian, a leading global information services company, providing data and analytical tools to clients around the world. We'll explore their work with the AWS Innovation Team in Australia on harnessing the power of the AWS cloud to create better brand experiences for their consumers. Well, I'm excited to welcome from Experian, Marcio Gonzalez, Head of Product Development. Marcio, thanks so much for being here today with us. Thank you. It's good to be here. And also from Experian, we have Joe Kennedy, Engineering Leader. Joe, thanks for being here. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. And joining us from AWS, we have Jesse Malvoke, who is the Senior Account Manager in our Enterprise Greenfield segment based in Melbourne, Australia. Jesse, thanks for joining us. Great to be here. Thanks. So, Marcio, for our international listeners, maybe you can tell us a little bit about what Experian does. Sure. Um, Experian is a global information services company. We work in Australia with their marketing services unit, and we help brands create better experiences to their own consumers. So, and obtaining value from data is where we particularly, particularly enjoy helping our clients, uh, whether it's enhancing their data sets or providing insights to help drive their marketing dollar further. So that's who we are. Wonderful. And what was some of the challenges that led you to work with AWS? That's an interesting one. When, when we started a few years ago, we were pretty much working on like old school environments. So it was like databases, SQL Server environments where people would just like query the data um, not in the, the most sort of efficient ways and the experience for our clients, we, we deal with data. So we have to process data. Everything was very manual, uh, including the deliveries, which was not the greatest of the experiences. Everything was a file being sent over to a client to ingest in their own databases, which presents its own difficulties and the scalability issues that come with them, not only for, for us, uh, because everything is manual, not scalable, but also for our clients, which had a sometimes a difficult uh, a difficulty ingesting uh, uh, the results of uh, uh, what we we do for them. Sure, yeah, and Joe, maybe you can set a little bit of that technology landscape for us and um, where you were trying to go. Sure. Uh, so as Marcio mentioned, uh, when he and I joined this team about four years ago, um, it was all on-premise SQL servers, um, lots of manual work, lots of undocumented stored procedures, um, and it was a very legacy landscape. Um, over the past few years, uh, we have moved over to a cloud-first mindset. Um, uh, we're now dealing with data in um, vast volumes compared to what we had previously. Um and uh, we're able to do that now because uh, the the cloud gives us that scalability, um, gives us gives us that processing power that we just didn't have with the uh, previous systems. Mm. And so, building that additional scalability in and and looking at ways to automate those more manual processes was was one of the sounds like the challenge here. Absolutely, automation of processes and automation of maintenance as well. Um, I'm sure you can imagine lots of on-premise servers. There's a, a big effort just to keep those updated with things like security patches. You never mind doing anything really interesting. Um, whereas right, now I'm moving right. to moving to cloud, uh, moving away from service to, service to a serverless mindset. Um, 
it really frees up our time to do do the fun stuff. Yeah, absolutely. So Jesse, maybe take us from there. We Marcio comes to you with this uh, pretty complex challenge that he's trying to address for the business. Where did you go from there? So I think we we really needed to understand the problem uh, more deeply. Um, and uh, at Amazon, we do things a little bit differently. So um, it's our job to go where there's ambiguity um, and really help the customer test ideas and try and help drive clarity. It seemed like working Absolutely. backwards would be a great mechanism for that. Mm, yes, for sure. Um, so that working backwards mechanism that we... Uh, use internally, we also share with our customers, don't we? Yeah, 100%. So maybe talk through a little bit about how you brought that working backwards um, mechanism uh, into a workshop, as I understand sure, it. Yeah. Sure, sure. So um, I, we got together with the innovation team, um, gathered uh, a number of experienced experts uh, in, their, in their team, so people that understood their customer uh, deeply, um, which involved a number of stakeholders and calendarizing that. We had people from marketing, data engineers, and analytics. Um, and working backwards is just a, a great mechanism because it makes us focus on the end customer and, uh, and you know, workshop ideas, but also just walk in their shoes. Mm, absolutely. Developing that empathy for our end customer. And I, Marcio, as I understand it, that was really important to you to like have that customer-centric approach to the solutions you were trying to drive for your business. Is that right? Absolutely. It's it's perhaps one of the top points. Uh, I mean, this customer-centric approach uh, and clarity of vision, I'd say, comes right in seconds. And experience, we do so many things and we try, uh, in, in, in the end, we try to solve a problem for our clients in the best way possible. And we have such a wide and diverse set of opinions about how to do it that it sometimes it creates misalignment and people will have different ways to to uh, to land on 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 a solution for our client i think working backwards helps us or forces us to be on the same page um which in the end streamlines the development work mm. So how was that experience for you talk us through a little bit about what that workshop was like and what came out of it? Uh, I think in a nutshell, we want us to make our clients' experiences smoother. Um, we deal with a ton of different data, set, data sets from our clients, ours, products. We, we, to try helping the clients get value out of their data. Um, and like I said, usually, usually we will send files out to our clients, but that's not the easiest way for them to use. And plus, this, is, this, this way, we, we don't get to see how they use it. And we don't get to see how they figure out what the parts they like, and perhaps the most important, the parts they don't like. So we don't we don't have um, insight over the experience. So we were on a mission not just to fix the experience, but uh, uh, also to make sure it was user friendly and and helpful to who was using it in in the end. Yeah, absolutely, and and that you it was something that could scale to across the world. Yeah, I think. It's definitely, it's like if, if, if the client is happy about it, if we can measure, uh, if everybody's on the same page, scalability becomes kind of a consequence. Then the next step was to actually write all this and clarify our thinking in a press release. Is that right? Yeah, that's correct. Um, we wanted to have everybody on the same page, I think. Not only the press release helped with that in, in, in putting 
what was the vision, what we're trying to to achieve, um, but also the how like uh, the press release is well is incredibly useful. I think for me the most important part was uh, actually the FAQ, which forces people to spend energy in answering the r the right questions, answering the difficult questions ahead of time, uh, so everybody like is forced into the same page, is forced to be on alignment. They understand what deeply the problem to to be solved and most important what's the right tool set to solve that problem right right so the press release very aspirational setting that vision and then the frequently asked questions getting to the the driving clarity uh of it, vision it, it yeah. kind of it kind of expresses like doing the prfaq before the product release expresses the concept of working backwards quite strongly because yes. usually a yeah. frequently asked question is something that happens you know, in the future, whereas we actually did it in advance. Um, so you're really Absolutely. thinking through what that experience is. That's right, Jesse. And I, I really love the, the, that the same is true of the press release, right? We actually write the press release before we write any code um, as if something, we put ourselves in the future and in, our, in, the, in the shoes of our end customer. Um, and try to express the value as it relates to their experience, right? Absolutely. Um, so we have this PR and FAQ. Uh, what's the next step, Jesse, in, in uh, the journey? So the next step was really just to get uh, everyone together for the data discovery workshop. Um, it's an opportunity for us to map out the universe of data sources for Experian. Uh, and again, Experian uh, were very involved, uh, involved I think we had four or so from their team and three from AWS. And um, it just gave us an opportunity to understand what we would do in the next stage, uh, which is designing uh, and architecting a build for um, a deeper data discovery workshop. So, Joe, maybe you can take us through the architecture, uh, the high-level architecture that came out of this workshop. Sure. Um so, uh, it is this uh, self-service data delivery API, um, and the, that, that is API Gateway at the front, um, a bunch of Lambda functions behind it, DynamoDB for the metadata storage, and then for the actual file delivery, one of those Lambda functions uh, calls out to Snowflake, which is our data warehouse, um, based on the configuration that's been selected. Um, the data then gets unloaded to S3 and is served back to the client via a pre-signed URL. And that architecture, Marcio, allowed you to create a system that your customers could interact with. Is that right? Yeah, not only that, but uh, achieved the scalability we always want is the clients can come and interact with it without us having to intervene and, and be stated together in a manual way. Uh, so they just can come in and select the layouts they prefer, what they want from the data, um, it, it was just so much easier to handle, which gave us these extra capacity to in, implement, like create improvements, create more behind the scenes instead of maintaining existing. Right, right. Um, now, we often talk in this podcast about experimentation, also sometimes having failures in it, right? Sometimes uh, it wouldn't be an experiment if we knew what the outcome was, right? Uh, there's always challenges along the way. Maybe there was something here that you'd want to share with our listeners. Yeah, curiously, um, the 
outcome of this working backwards session was not putting production straight away. We, but that pivoted a number of other projects in which we used the same methodology and they are in production uh, right now. And we are using the same framework to go about the problem, to solve it, to get people alignment and to build. Um, uh, uh, and basically the experience in falling in love with the methodology because it, it achieves clarity in, a, in an environment where you have a diversity of, of opinions. Uh, uh, it, it really helps us streamline and focus on one problem at a time. Um, not to mention it allows us to like build fast and fail fast if needed. Mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah, that ambiguity, um, bringing clarity to ambiguity, right, um, with the process. So what what um, was the stumbling block or challenge um, that you had um, experienced? Um, we've been for years selling solutions that involve manually taking clients' data and helping them and then sending a file back to them. So the whole process is very manual or used to be very manual. When we introduced uh, an API in the middle, people were just not ready to sell it or to talk about it to their clients. And uh, enablement was a a challenge. Uh, How do you enable your your go-to-markets team on talking about this one with, with their clients? And and uh, it made us it made us realize that we were like we're fast, we're faster than we ever been, and uh, that one was provided as a learning on how to do the next one, which was much better. We involved the teams that we we missed on the first time, and we did it again, and that one came out right. And uh, but it, it it made us realize how faster we can move, and how faster we can learn. Right, right. I love that uh, iterating on an approach that looked very promising, but then, um, and we often talk about this, don't we, Jesse, in the working backwards process, that it's a it's an iterative process. We test and validate and then improve, right? Test and validate to try to help drive clarity and people and culture uh, often the challenge. Um, something that I'm just thinking of while I'm sitting here is that you know, maybe we could have like another workshop at some point um, where we we focus on that next challenge, which is, you know, team, sales team enablement um, and how to help them pick that up and, you know, wrap their arms around our experience uh, and then how they can better improve their experience of their customers. Absolutely. So, Marcio, what's next? Um, You've, sounds like you've deployed several um, systems into production and continuing to iterate and improve? Yes. Um, after the first session, the first working backwards discovery and the builds, we built probably another couple of projects that are already in production. Um, we're going to embark on another one right next. Um, so for us, it's a matter of like keep learning, iterating. I, th- I think this first one opened a path for so many projects uh, uh, projects and then and, and it gave us gave us this like speed that we we needed um and this is scalability so i think for us next is we want to expand this this methodology across our unit across the company uh, hopefully and, and and get them to benefit from uh, uh from this in the same way we did 
Wonderful. And Joe, on on your side, that pattern, that architectural pattern that you established in that first data uh, discovery lab, that's something that you're using uh, and uh, replicating in, in other systems. Is that right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, we have a, another API in production, which has a, a fairly similar architecture. And we've also taken elements of that pattern um, into a, a new feature, which we've uh, just gone live with uh, in another product. Great. Well, Marcio, Joe, and Jesse, thank you so much for being here today and sharing your story with us. And I'm just wondering if you had uh, any words of wisdom or reflections that you would want to share with our listeners. I'll I'll start with you, Jesse. I think from an AWS perspective, I think it's important to set that expectation that um, a workshop like Working Backwards and Data Discovery does take time. When you, when you want to work on a problem and really um, spend some time diving deep into that uh, abyss, it can be a scary place to go. Um, it's important to have a high level of trust so that you can really try to deliver the outcome that you're looking for. Absolutely. Joe, how about you? What were your learned key learnings? Um, my biggest takeaway from this project is just how fast you can build transformative products if you're given the space to focus on it and the right tooling. Um, I've been with Experian for 15 years now, and we have never built products as fast as we have done in the last couple of years. It's really amazing. Fantastic. Love the power of uh, getting rid of the undifferentiated heavy lifting, letting the cloud take care of that, and and you uh, and your team able to focus on providing value to your end customers, yeah. Uh, Marcio, uh, final words for you. Well, I, I second what Jesse and, and, and Joe said. I think uh, it's a matter of trust. We need to set the expectations correctly that um, whatever you're doing will might fail. And But if it fails, uh, uh, you learn a lot through it and you do it fast. In such a way, you can. It's an iterative process. It's not a, a, a closing the loop in 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 the end, and focus absolute undisputed focus in what you're doing. It's imperative, and uh, it gets you there. It answers these questions fast. It's like it's not a it's not a low energy process. You put a lot of energy, but the rewards are well worth it. Absolutely. And, and uh, Marcio and Joe, I know your experience all about creating a better tomorrow. Good luck to you on the, uh, all of the work that you'll do on behalf of your customers. And, and thank you all for being with us today. Thanks, Sarah. Thanks a lot. Thank you. I'd like to thank our listeners for coming on today's journey with us. Look for future episodes of our podcast on your favorite podcast platform. Share your ideas for future episodes or comments on this one via the email in the description. Thank you.